Welcome to Hope Is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope Is Here. My name is Greg Horn, and I know that the holidays can be the best of times, and it's the most wonderful time of year, but it also can be a real painful time of year, and sometimes it's hard to have peace. And I'm so excited today, and tomorrow we're going to be talking with uh, one of the authors of a wonderful book called Growing a Peaceful Heart. It's devotions of faith, encouragement, and forgiveness from peacemakers, past, present, and future. It's a wonderful book, uh, 30 weeks, 150 devotionals. Uh, It's written by Karen Whiting and Sarah DuBose, and uh, we're blessed today to have Karen with us today. talk about this wonderful book and Karen first of all thanks so much for being a guest on Hope is Here. Thank you Greg. I'm happy to be on. Well talk to us uh, why, why did you why did you write this wonderful book with all these wonderful devotionals uh, tell us about that. Like many other people I've had many struggles and different things happen in my life and I have always found hope in God and thought that it would be very good to share hope with many other people. Well, you definitely did that, and it's a very thorough. Uh, with these, uh, you've got 150 different devotionals in here. Uh, I, I love how you laid out the book. You, you laid it out in three different topics. Talk to us a little bit about how you chose to do that. Right. Well, the first is inner peace. It's really hard to have peace with other people. If you have worry, anxiety, or anger, and unforgiveness in your heart, so you first need to have peace the peace that Christ gives us. And, you know, he told us in John fourteen twenty seven, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So do not be troubled or afraid. And it's something we need to hold on to. And as we turn to Christ and have him help us forgive things that may be unforgivable and do away with our pain or at least bring us comfort, then it's then we're more ready to move into peace and relationships and help be a peacemaker. And that, you know, the peace and relationships is certainly to instill peace and to respond peacefully even when people want to attack us or be angry because so much of what they do is not directed at us but directed out of the hurt and pain they have within well, I love in your book in one of the uh, weeks of devotionals in that first section on personal peace, uh, you talk about peace and grief and loss. And, you know, this Christmas holiday season that is up on us right now, um, you know, a lot of times it, it's, we, as I talked about earlier, that, you know, it's the most wonderful time of year, but it can be the most painful time of year, especially uh, when you're missing a loved one, especially when it's that first Christmas without them. Uh, share about how people can have peace during a time like this when they're missing that uh, loved one at this Christmas season, when it'll be that first time that they're not a part of this holiday. Yes, no matter what time of year they died, every holiday after that is a first time, and that can be so difficult. I, you know, I lost my husband in October, but it's been 11 years. And a friend of mine lost her son, and I don't really know what time of year, but for both of us, what we had to face, and for many people, was the loss 
you know, God does not choose to give us pain. He allows that to happen because we live in a fallen world. And what we need to do is to instead embrace the gift we had. He gave us those lives to be part of our lives for a certain amount of time. Some gifts last a long time and some do not last last as long. And I think if we can think about that and be thankful for the gift of what we had while we had it and the gift of the memories and the joy and peace those people brought us, it is much easier to face those holidays and Christmas as well as Thanksgiving, which is coming up or for some will be past. They're there in Canada. It was passed a while ago. So anyway, we have those, and I do think it's important that we embrace what we've had and rejoice in what we have had. Well, one thing, too, I have found that, you know, it's okay to allow yourself to have a cry and allow yourself to feel that grief, but just it's kind of important not to stay there the whole time. Have you found that to be true? Yes, it is, and there is a season for grief. We know Jesus wept just looking at the other people around him who were weeping and in grief, even though he knew, even as he wept, that he was going to raise Lazarus. He knew that joy would come again, and yet he did understand and empathize with their feelings, and we have to understand he empathizes with us, too, and brings us comfort, and that that grief is a season, and for some it lasts longer than others. I think, you know, when it's a shock of a death, as opposed to my husband who had terminal illness, my friend who it was a very much of a shock, that can make a difference as to how we process things. And if we, have we had time to say goodbye, or have we not had that time? And so we just have to know and stand by those people who are grieving this year. I like uh, you started off in your book there about uh, personal peace there. You said the word for peace in the Bible means to tie together into wholeness. It means being whole in mind, body, and soul. Jesus offers us peace when we ask and we willingly let go of what keeps our minds and hearts from experiencing peace. This brings wholeness. And I love how you define that there because the peace that Jesus offers, it's different from what the world offers, right? Oh, definitely different. It's a peace that lasts even if there's a hurricane going on around you. And I've been through a number of hurricanes that have gone on around me. Uh, it's just that inner peace that you know Christ is with you. You can trust he knows the outcome even if you do not. And that makes such a difference for us if we can think on that and know that, yes, God is tying us together in wholeness. He uses everything in our life. So when there have been hard times and then good times, he brings that together to teach us new things and to have, you know, because of those difficult times, we so much more appreciate the good times and the blessings that we have. You just tuned in. We're talking with author Karen Whiting. Uh, she co-wrote this with uh, Sarah DuBose. It's a wonderful book called Growing a Peaceful Heart, Devotions of Faith, Encouragement, and Forgiveness from Peacemakers Past, Present, and Future. Uh, it's divided up into three sections. We're talking, looking at the first section uh, that has 11 uh, 
11 sections on it, but it's under the heading of personal peace. And I love this quote you had by uh, Dwight L. Moody, uh, just such a great man of faith. It says, a great many people are trying to make peace, but that has already been done. God has not left it for us to do. All we have to do is to enter into it. And as I was reading that quote, uh, I thought sometimes, you know, I'm guilty of, of trying to make it too difficult to have peace. Uh, Dwight L. Moody kind of summed it up well there about just we just need to enter into it. Have you found that to be true in your life? I do. That's where I pause if all of a sudden I'm in some sort of an argument or I'm feeling any kind of angst or worry. I sit back and say, but God, you have this. I don't have to worry about it. And I just kind of take a deep breath and enter into God's peace, and I find that so much easier then. And I can be kinder in responding to people and respond with peace because I have let God's peace be with me and I have entered into it. Well, one of the things that's so wonderful about this book is that uh, you share in the book uh, some of the historic peacemakers. Uh, who are some of those? And uh, peacemakers, and, and what can we learn from them, Karen? Ah, we can learn so much. Prince Albert was interesting, the wife of Queen Victoria, his wife was Queen Victoria. Prince Albert observed that the only time men came together from around the world was on the battlefield, and he said, we have to stop that, we need something better. And he created the first World's Fair in the Crystal Palace that he built in London, and millions of people came through, and they shared inventions, innovations. They shared peace and ways to make the world a better place. Interestingly enough, there is still money from what was raised during that time. It is still being used for scholarships for inventors and innovators in this world. And I think that was a great blessing from Prince Albert that he left so many people and, and uh, with something positive. And, you know, those are wonderful stories. There's another one. Do you know John Stanley Growl? I'm not familiar with him. All right. Uh, Golda Meir attributed the modern-day state of Israel to him. He was a minister in the United States, and his wife and baby died in childbirth. So he started then, as World War II began, to move into helping as Zionist to helping people of Israel and people in Israel asked him if he would go on board the ship the Exodus that was trying to move Jews from Germany down to Israel and of all things the British kept trying to stop it and not let them happen when they got within 17 miles of Jerusalem inside the 17 miles which meant they were not in international waters the British tried sinking the ship but that was considered an act of terrorism. Now, John Stanley Growl and many others lived through that, but he produced his papers, and they couldn't put him in prison. They had to put him in a hotel. He was also a war correspondent. He called all the war correspondents, told them the whole story, produced proof, and it embarrassed the British so much that they had to withdraw from the United Nations negotiations at the end of World War II. And because that story made such headlines, that is why it was considered that they did make the decision to give that land back to Israel. Wow, that's a great story. I was not familiar with that. I 
appreciate you sharing that. You know, Karen, I yes, there's so many people may not know. Well, I want to encourage people to get a copy of this book. We'll be uh, sharing about how you can do that here in just a moment. Uh, you know, I found that we often try to control our lives, Karen, uh, but, you know, that's not really God's plan. Why should we let go of anger, pain, and control? And how do we do that? Oh, that is so important. And, and part of that comes with forgiveness. We control because we have felt we lost control of something. You know, during COVID, a lot of people felt like they weren't in control of what was happening. And we really weren't. But that's the time not to feel like you've lost control, but to remember it was not a surprise to God. He was with us. He would be with us through the struggle and after that struggle. And if we can just turn and trust him, it's so much easier to let go, to not worry about everything, to let go of anger, pain, and unforgiveness so that we can move forward because all of those things keep us from moving forward and from having that inner peace that we need and even peace in our relationships. So that's good wisdom there. Well, Karen, if people want to get a copy of this book, I'm glad we're going to get to hear more about this wonderful book tomorrow. But if somebody's like, you know, I want to get a copy of this to help me with peace during the holidays, what's the best way to do that? Peace during the holidays is to have goodwill, as the angel said, to other people, to especially certainly to believers, but to want to sprinkle peace in people's days, to give a gift, even if they're not going to give a gift, to give a smile to wish them peace. And when somebody, and lots of people may have someone in their family who is full of anger, full of pain, and they cause problems for other people because they're desperate to have peace in reality. They're desperate to someone show love to them even when they are full of that much anger. It's the only way we can help them let go. And that's when we just have to gently be a peacemaker, gently turn them around and remind them that Christmas isn't about them. It's not about us. It's about Jesus. It's about the gift that God gave us and that he sent Jesus so that we might have peace and to try to focus back on that. And that can help us all in spite of anything that's happened during the year to us. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time, but the good news is, is that Karen's going to be back with us tomorrow. I want to encourage you to check out her website, KarenWhiting.com. That's KarenWhiting.com. I'm Greg Horn. We'll see you tomorrow on Hope Is Here. Thank you for listening to Hope Is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, HopeIsHere.today. That's HopeIsHere.today.